Hi, I'm Sabrina Steerwalt, and I'm Everyday Einstein, bringing you quick and dirty tips to help you make sense of science. Today's episode is brought to you by another great science podcast on the Quick and Dirty Tips Network called Savvy Psychologist. In 10-minute episodes, Dr. Ellen Hendrickson unpacks the psychology behind everyday struggles and offers practical advice. She helps with topics ranging from how to make friends as an adult to how to help someone struggling with mental illness. She's funny, engaging, and reliable, and she's always a pleasure to listen to. You can read her transcripts at quickanddirtytips.com or look up Savvy Psychologist wherever you listen to podcasts. My PhD supervisor, a brilliant and inspiring man, used to jokingly tell me that he had passed his prime and that it was up to me to make the Nobel Prize winning discovery for our group. After all, Albert Einstein was just 26 years old when he wrote his paper on special relativity. But are we really at our smartest in our 20s? What about the wisdom and experience that comes with age? At what age do we strike the right balance between cognitive ability and expertise? When does our intelligence peak? It's an inescapable fact that our cognitive abilities are destined to decline at some point. We will have a harder time remembering where we placed our keys or recalling the details of our favorite family story. However, our intelligence is unsurprisingly multifaceted. We have fluid intelligence... That's our ability to think quickly, solve new problems, and identify patterns. But we also have what psychologists call crystallized intelligence, which reflects our learned knowledge and ability to relate to our surroundings. These two forms of intelligence are thought to peak at different times in our lives. In fact, in a recent study published in the journal Psychological Science, Researchers at Harvard and MIT found that even different aspects of fluid intelligence peak at different ages. Additionally, they found that there is not an age when even most of our brain's abilities are at their peak. The study, led by Joshua Hartshorn and Laura Germine, and funded in part by the National Institutes of Health and the National Science Foundation, utilized a series of online cognitive games and tests available for anyone to try. This easy access dramatically increased the number of participants over a range of ages and thus formed the basis for the uniqueness of the new research. You see, historically, finding patients that are past college age but pre-retirement, in other words, roughly between 25 and 65 years of age, that are willing and able to participate in studies that require visits to laboratories for testing has proven challenging. The online study included roughly 3 million people over its first few years, including nearly 50,000 in each individual investigation. Hartshorn and Germine also compared their results to findings from much earlier in-person studies and found those smaller studies supported their internet-based findings. So when does our intelligence peak? Before we answer those questions, here's a quick note from Nutrition Diva, another great podcast about science that affects our lives every day, and supporter of this week's episode. Nutrition Diva is hosted by licensed nutritionist Monica Reinigel, and each week she serves up valuable information to help you separate food facts from fiction. She explains the science behind nutrition, sometimes busting widespread food myths in the process. And just like my show, episodes are short and to the point, so you can learn what you need to know and then go apply that knowledge. In one recent episode, she talked about how a low-carb diet might, or might not, 
help to mitigate heartburn. And just a few weeks ago, she explained why you should care about postbiotics, the byproducts of probiotic bacteria. If you've heard those terms but don't know what they mean, Nutrition Diva has the answers for that, too. If you love my show, you're sure to love Nutrition Diva, too. Check out Nutrition Diva on your favorite podcast platform or at quickanddirtytips.com. Just search for Nutrition Diva. Luckily for those of us who are no longer in our 20s, the results of the study showed that we don't have to put ourselves out to pasture just yet. If you do not have access to the original article, the World Economic Forum has reposted some of the plots from the study for reference. For example, 50,000 test participants showed that our ability to process information quickly peaks at around age 18 or 19. Our short-term memory tops out around the age of 25 and levels off for about a decade before it starts to slowly decline. Likewise, our skill at recognizing faces, along with many visual short-term memory tasks, is greatest when we are in our early 30s. Our ability to assess other people's emotions, however, doesn't reach its peak until we are in our 40s or 50s. Our overall knowledge, including vocabulary, and our big-picture comprehension also don't top out until we are around 50 years old on average. After that, they decline, but just slightly, before leveling off during our 60s and eventually declining again in our mid-70s. Researchers believe that changes in our brain structure may be linked to the changes observed in our cognitive abilities, but more research is needed to fully understand the details of that possible connection. Just last week, researchers in the UK took a huge step in this direction by releasing a large data set of newborn baby brain scans. This effort is being called groundbreaking and will allow a step-by-step look at human brain development at these very crucial early stages. The peak age for intellectual activity also appears to be shifting. For example, Nobel Prize winners are doing their award-winning work later and later, a result that is consistent across fields of study. The peak age for creativity in physics, for example, appears to be around 48 years old on average. So even if you still can't find your keys, it may not be too late to write that novel or to tackle that next project when inspiration strikes. Want to see how you stack up? You can check out the puzzles and brain teasers from Hartshorn and Germine's study at www.gameswithwords.org and testmybrain.org. Until next time, this is Sabrina Steerwalt with Everyday Einstein's quick and dirty tips for helping you make sense of science. You can become a fan of Everyday Einstein on Facebook or follow me on Twitter where I'm at QDT Einstein. If you have a question that you'd like to see on a future episode, send me an email at everydayeinstein at quickanddirtytips.com. This episode is brought to you by Macmillan, our publisher. This year, Macmillan turned 175 years old. And to celebrate, we brought together Macmillan employees to share their favorite stories of working here. From publishing best-selling books. And I just remember seeing them across the concourse. And I started running up to them. I'm like, you're number one, you're number one. And we all started jumping up and down. To making a difference in the world. Of all the books that I've worked on, I feel like this book more than any other has changed people's lives. And that's an incredible opportunity. To the impact working here has on our own lives. 
you know, being at McMillan was kind of a big part of our story to begin with. We officially listed our location on the marriage certificate as the Flatiron Building, and we couldn't find any others that matched in the records. So so we're just going to go ahead and say that we're the first to actually get married in the Flatiron Building. <laughs> <laughs> McMillan, bringing authors and readers together since 1843. For more stories of our long-standing history in the publishing business, follow us on social at USA. That's M-A-C-M-I-L-L-A-N-U-S-A.